Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Jerome Says Word, and we're back again with week number two of the new podcast, Word on Wrestling. And uh, so what do you guys want to talk about? (laughs) Uh, Before we get into it, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a look at what we're going to be doing with this platform. Um, this week, I took notes on the shows. I, 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 I went back and watched uh, Raw, NXT, and AEW, and NXT UK to uh, get those shows fresh in my brain. Um, SmackDown and Rampage um, uh, was, they were kind of, more, they were more fresh in my memory bank. Um, but I did go back and try to get like some type of order as to how the shows went. Uh, I feel like going in order right now would be a better option uh, from going back from the last show. Now, uh, that's probably not something that I'll do every week. Uh, there might be some weeks where I just highlight, you know, a couple of things from each show and uh, discuss any news that came out of the week, uh, ratings, different things like that. Uh, won't get too deep into a lot of that stuff unless it warrants it. Uh, but I feel like ratings are important. Uh, not necessarily to the individual into to to an individual's enjoyment of the show, but ratings do play a large role in whether shows continue or get canceled, uh, get time uh, slot changes, uh, switch days. Um, you know, a lot goes into it. Um, you know, ratings help keep keep shows on the air, so I feel like that. That is also important to highlight. Now, obviously, uh, I don't have uh, ratings for SmackDown or Rampage. So uh, it's probably, I probably won't do ratings on those shows until the following week as like a little quick thing in the intro or unless something else, you know, trumps that as far as from based off the shows that I watched that week. Uh, far as I know, the next pay-per-view is Impact Rebellion. I haven't really been following Impact. I know this past week they replayed uh, some some of the matches from uh, multiverse of most multiverse of matches that they did over WrestleMania weekend. Uh, so I know today's show is probably most likely going to go uh, Raw, NXT, AEW, NXT UK, uh, SmackDown, Rampage. Um, and I'll probably touch, I'll probably touch on NXT level up. Um, I've been trying to take as well, uh, cause I feel like that is a good, uh, companion piece to NXT. A lot of the people that you're seeing on NXT now, uh, wrestled on 205 live and, you know, the beginning of, uh, NXT level up. And we're starting to see these talents uh, debut on uh, the actual NXT show. So I feel like 
that would be a good show to keep my eye on. It is possible that I might do a secondary show for uh, other shows throughout the week uh, that I don't primarily watch that I have to catch up on and things of that nature. Uh, so with that being said, man, let's get into it. My name this is Jerome, and this is Word on Wrestling. All right, so the first thing we're going to get into, obviously, uh, Raw After Mania is always a big Monday Night Raw, one of the biggest Monday Night Raws for the, of the year. Uh, it wasn't as big last year because after they did the live, after they did, the, did, did WrestleMania, they went back to the Thunderdome. The year prior to that, they did. They taped WrestleMania. They set it up over the course of the two nights, the Saturday and Sunday. And then they were in the Performance Center for Monday Night Raw. I believe that was also taped, if I'm not mistaken. Or it could have, uh, it might have been live. I'm not exactly sure. But it, it's possible that that Raw was also taped. But I... If that was live, I do know they did have the Drew McIntyre versus Big Show match that was that was taped right after the Drew McIntyre Brock Lesnar match from WrestleMania. So I mean, uh, and then you know the previous years, the, the, I guess in a lot of people's eyes, Raw after Mania hasn't been as big, but I feel like this Raw after Mania is restored the feeling, in my in my opinion. You start off with the hot newcomer. The return of Cody Rhodes. He cut his promo. Uh, we got to see his motivations for returning to WWE. Uh, obviously, the, the 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 so what do you guys want to talk about comes from that. Obviously, uh, that was how he started his last promo in uh, AEW prior to challenging Sammy uh, Bum Guevara, which we'll touch on him. Pause. Uh, we'll speak on him and Tay. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Let me make sure my words. I ain't trying to get paused out of out of business. Uh, but yeah, um, that was the question he asked everybody prior to leaving AEW. That's the question that he asked everybody at the beginning of Raw. We got the picture of Dusty Rhodes holding the WWWF, I believe it was at the time, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation uh, Championship belt. And he discussed the different uh, legends that um, that won the that won the title. Uh, obvious, the names that he mentioned were later on down the line. So by then, it was the WWF or WWE World Title. And the first thing you think about is. Is Cody Rhodes going to be the guy that beats Roman Reigns? Now, obviously, that would be a good look. But I know a lot of other people have the speculation that Roman Reigns is going to drop the WWE world title. Which, it seemed kind of iffy to me if that was something that would happen. Um... 
the only other option with the third option would be a new title being created for Raw because I know a lot of uh, a lot of dirt sheets were reporting that there would still be two champions. So there was the speculation that similar to when Triple H got awarded the World Heavyweight Championship um, after the unification. And then later on, when they introduced the universal title onto Raw after, uh, I forgot who the champion was, but they went to SmackDown. I want to say it was Dean Ambrose. Because I believe at the time he was feuding with Seth Rollins over the WWE title, if, if I recall. I believe that's how it went down. And then he got drafted to SmackDown when they did the when they when they when they did the brand split again. And then obviously you had Finn Balor win the title, and then you had KO win the title, and then you and then you know you can go from there. Um so yeah, those are like the three scenarios as far as Cody Rhodes going after the title, either facing Roman Reigns for the title down the line. Uh, some people are thinking that it would be a good look for it to happen at Madison Square Garden, being that that's where Dusty Rhodes held the title up after he won the championship match by countout. But he explained to Cody about the championship advantage of not losing the title via countout or disqualification. So... You know, that's that's some interesting things. Uh, obviously, uh, we know now that this Monday he's going to be wrestling for the first time on TV in the WWE again for the first time uh, since making his return. And it's going to be against the Miz. And a lot of people were boohooing about that. And the Miz is the perfect opponent. He already wrestled Seth, who actually came down at the end of. Uh, Cody's promo told him welcome home shook his hand got out the ring you know so there's going to be a rematch between those two down the line there is the potential that if Roman were to drop the title or if a new title was created that we can get Seth versus Cody for the title so that would be an interesting tidbit however that all shakes out I'm all for it Miz, obviously, in my opinion, would have to be in that mix. The other option would be for Cody Rhodes to win Money in the Bank. Uh, he did have the feud with Damian Sandow over the Money in the Bank briefcase after Sand after Sandow screwed him. Uh, what were they? The Scholars wrote the Rhodes Scholars, and Sandow screwed him out of the Money in the Bank and ended up winning the Money in the Bank. And then you know, things went on from there. Damien cashed it in, but he failed to win the title. Um, so Cody Rhodes winning money in the bank would be a good look, but I feel like I feel like if Cody Rhodes were to win money in the bank, it would have to be a situation where he announces his intentions beforehand, uh, like RVD and like John Cena when. They cashed in their money in the bank uh, briefcases. Uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, when he uh, won it and had the intentions of main event in WrestleMania. Now, I don't know if he was going to do a, a, a cash in similar to Seth's that he did, but not during the match, but after the match. 
after the main event match at WrestleMania. Uh, we never got to see that play out. Uh, he either got in trouble or got injured or whatever happened with that situation. They wanted to get the briefcase off of him. Edge got the briefcase on a Monday Night Raw episode. Uh, and then he popped up on SmackDown and he cashed it in on, I believe it was The Undertaker. And uh, the ultimate opportunist, you know, you know, he did his thing, uh, which uh, we got some stuff on Edge later on. Again, there's some shaky things going on in, as far as an opinion world on, on what's going on with the Edge situation. Uh, but yeah, next up, we had the women's tag team titles, a championship contenders match. Uh, a lot of people, they, they bat their eyes at those type of matches. Uh, AEW does them. A lot of other wrestling companies do them. They might put a spin on it, like uh, AEW calls it a world, uh, a title eliminator. Sometimes they face the champ. Sometimes they face somebody else that's high up in the rankings. Like it might be the number one ranked uh, person, number one ranked wrestler versus the number two ranked wrestler. And then whoever wins that gets the title shot. Um, so I'm not uh, too worried about that. Uh, Sasha and Naomi did win the match. Uh, so if, and then, you know, we had the tease of the Rhea Ripley Liv Morgan breakup where, uh, you know, Rhea just left Liv in the rain. Uh, but later on in the show, uh, Rhea came to Liv and told Liv, you know, um, she talked to Adam Pierce, I believe it was. I don't believe she said, I don't believe she mentioned Sonya, which, uh, come to think of it, I really, we really haven't seen or heard from Sonya uh, in the past week. Like, I know she was in, she was at the, uh, the wedding of Carmella and, uh, Carmella, Carmella and, and, and Corey Graves, which, uh, we'll touch on that later as well, uh, a little bit, but, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be getting that title match. I believe that's uh, booked for this coming Raw. And then we get Kevin Owens. He talks about the Mania match with uh, Stone Cold. Everything's cool. Uh, talks about how he was injured and things of that nature and but the real main thing about this was the return of Elias. But <laughs> it's not Elias. I can 100% tell you, without doing any ghouls or research, that that is Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. So, if you do recall... They had the Elias vignettes. Uh, Elias is dead, which, you know, that's always a touchy thing to say or mention, uh, in my opinion. But the way they were playing it up was that that gimmick was 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 gone. And I don't know, just seeing Elias, I mean, excuse me, Ezekiel in the ring with KO and KO going, well, they they mentioned it on commentary first, like is that Elias or whatever. But you plainly see Ezekiel on the on the Tron, and obviously, like most people, it's like Ezekiel Jackson 
is uh, back in WWE. Uh, I do remember seeing him as Big Rick in uh, Lucha Underground, which that was like an amazing role for him, uh, being the head of his stable and things of that nature, particularly, I believe, season one. Um, I don't recall seeing him past season one, uh, but season one of Lucha Underground. So I'm 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 like, wow, he he's back. But then Eli, uh Ezekiel comes out, and I mean, it's, it, it it has the potential to be entertaining. Uh, it looks like he'll be able to um, showcase more of his wrestling um, away away from the Elias gimmick. Whether or not we see Elias again, I'm 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 kind of up in the air on that on that part. Uh, but you know Ezekiel, I mean, I guess if Ezekiel gets in trouble, you know, he can always call his older brother. And, you know, Elias can come back and, and hit somebody and hit somebody with a guitar. Uh, so that's that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, whether or not that's KO's next feud, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure. Uh, at least right now, I guess you can pencil that in. Um, as something that can potentially be happening next. I'm not sure if we'll get that at WrestleMania Backlash or anything like that. That is a little under a month away it's, uh, on uh, Mother's Day, actually. Uh, so that, that that's pretty interesting um, that they're going to have the uh, the pay-per-view on Mother's Day. Um, so uh, following that up, we had Miz versus Dominic Mysterio with, with Miz picking up the win relatively, you know, kind of relatively easy. Uh, they did do the, the uh, throughout all of this, we also got the uh, WrestleMania highlights a lot of times prior to a lot of uh, matches or, or, uh, or segments, uh, promos and things like that that happened. So obviously Miz versus Logan Paul, is, is something that that that's probably going to be coming down the pipeline. Uh, I feel like if they're going to do Miz versus Logan Paul, uh, they're probably going to hold it until either Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Um, so that that that's going to be interesting to watch to see um, when or if Logan Paul shows up again. And then Veer finally left. Veer finally left IKEA and showed up on Monday Night Raw and decimated the Mysterios. People are, you know, making jokes and making light of, uh, you know, real life situations, which kind of doesn't sit right with me. Uh, they're 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 making bets on how long before. Uh, well, I, I guess the first thing I saw was uh, how long it would uh, it would take. I guess like where where would Veer be in six months, or like where would he be next year? And then a lot of uh, people chimed in about saying he would be in catering or that he would be uh, the he would be uh, released, and it's like. We've watched this, the the Veer, the whole Veer situation for months, for the past few months, since the time that he split 
in the draft from Jinder and Shanky. So to say that this man would get released, like I get catering, yeah, that 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 that's funny. Like, but saying that he's gonna be released, it's like, come on, man. What if I said, hey, uh, your job, they're they're gonna lay you off or fire you uh, in six months. Like, I don't mean, yo, I just got a promotion. So it's like the last thing I have on my mind is is walking into my office tomorrow to start my new position. And then next thing I know, I, I'm out of a job through no fault of my own. Where it's just like budget cuts. So, I mean, there, there's another release that happened. But uh, we'll we'll touch on that um, during the NXT part of the show, which that that's a that's a very touchy subject, uh, and, you know. So I, I'm a, I'm gonna do my best to give my opinion on it without uh, placing any type of judgments um, within that situation. But yeah, Vera's is here. Uh, he has to match with Rey Mysterio this come uh, tomorrow Monday. Uh, if 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 you're uh, listening to this prior to Monday Night Raw on the uh, the, the the 11th, I believe. Yeah, tomorrow's the 11th. So I'm recording this today on uh, April 10th. Well, I'm live right now um, if you pop into the room, but if you catch this after the live, um, yeah. Um, Vera's here, man, and he's going to be wrestling Rey Mysterio. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they build him up. Uh, right now, he's looking like a monster. He looked pretty strong in destroying the, the Mysterios. Uh, <laughs> then we get to one of my uh, better parts of, of Raw, like one of my highlights, uh, was the Bianca promo. Um, we all saw when she got hit in the face um, by Becky at, at WrestleMania, if, if you watch that match, um, when Becky came off the top rope. And she got a nice little souvenir. Um, I guess being the fact that she was out on Raw and there was no relinquishing of the title is something that's going to heal uh, the bruise will go away and you know Bianca will be business as usual um, interestingly enough there was no type of uh, challenger to immediately make herself known uh, so I guess that begs the question because she was saying Becky would have to go to the back of the line the same way Becky did to her, uh, even though Becky did it to her in her face. Uh, but, um, yeah, there was no Becky Lynch appearance or anything like that to interrupt, and no other woman uh, interrupted the segment. So it's like, okay, more than likely it feels like uh, they'll have one more match at WrestleMania Backlash before someone else makes their presence felt. Um, obviously, in my opinion, I was hoping for like an Oscar return or a Bailey return, more so a Bailey return, uh, due to the fact that we never got the I quit match due to Bailey's unfortunate injury and training before WWE went back on the road. Um, so that was something that, you know, I was kind of hoping that we would get an idea of, of what would be next for Bianca. And then we got the NXT Championship match, which was a rematch from Stand and Deliver. 
uh, going into stand and deliver, everybody felt or thought that uh, Braun Breaker would win his title back uh, to become a two-time champion, but that did not happen. And then the thought was uh, Dolph Ziggler would show up on Tuesday, which, you know, uh, as the champion. But we got this match. Braun did some things. Ziggler did some things. You know, no complaints about this match. Uh, Braun does pick up the victory and becomes the two-time uh, NXT champion. And he goes into uh, NXT on Tuesday as the champion. And then from there, we just would have to see what happens with uh, with his uh, title reign this time around. He had a light, nice little co- cup of coffee with it. Got a couple of wins uh, the first time around before he uh, dropped the title to Ziggler, even though uh, Ziggler pinned uh, Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, to win the title. And then, of course, you know, we had to stand in the match at Stand and Deliver. Uh, I had the same type of ending sequ- sequence uh, where this time Braun, uh, his face did not go into the exposed turnbuckle. So when Dolph hit him with the super kick, Braun was able to kick out on like um, on like the stand and deliver match in Dallas where he hit the turnbuckle, got hit with the super kick, got his uh, shoulders pinned to the mat for the one, two, three. Uh, so we'll definitely be uh, seeing what's next for him. Uh, I feel like he's going to be showing up still on Monday Night Raw, but the primary focus with him on is probably going to be NXT. Uh, I know uh, other NXT champions have shown up on the main roster. Uh, Most notably, obviously, was Kevin Owens uh, when he showed up and uh, had his feud with John Cena. I don't envision anything like that for Braun. Yeah, for Braun. Um, But I I, I do feel like he will be somebody that uh, will frequent uh Monday Night Raw, if not Raw and SmackDown, but definitely I feel like he's gonna be somebody that, if not every week, we'll see him, you know, every every so often uh on Monday Night Raw. Uh and we'll probably get like updates on him, uh like what he's doing in in NXT on on Raw. Uh following that up we got Bobby Lashley and MVP. And then we got uh, Omos. Omos coming out to challenge Lashley to a rematch. At this point, MVP turns on Lashley, talks about, oh, you didn't need me. You didn't need me. And, uh, you know, he's aligned with Omos. That's going to be a great look for Omos. I feel like having another veteran um, to guide his career. At this early stage, as far as him finally, like, really being able to get in the ring. Like, obviously, he had the tag team with AJ. And, you know, now he's going to be under the tutelage of MVP. Uh, So that definitely is going to be a great look for him. Uh, From there, we get Rhea backstage. Uh, This was something that I didn't notice until I watched it back in... uh, between Monday and me watching it back, the photo 
somebody like the photo was posted of the like the purple background um and then uh she she meets Liv back there she tells Liv she talked to uh Adam Pierce and that's how we got the women's tag title match booked for uh I believe it's this coming Monday uh so that's definitely something to look forward to uh still teasing the breakup for for Rhea and Liv uh Rhea's name has been mentioned as like one of the neck like one of the uh um, that she's going to become a member of Edge's uh stable along with Damian Priest which I'll touch on that in a moment uh I feel like the nightmare would be a good look you know you got you got Edge is he makes the judgment uh Rhea's the nightmare then obviously Damian Priest is the one that will dole out the punishment uh, it could be a great way to get Rhea in the ring against uh, Beth Phoenix. Uh, if if Beth uh, wants to wrestle again, which I'm, I'm, I mean, from time to time she does wrestle, make makes her special appearances. So that could be like a big SummerSlam thing, you know, something interesting to think about Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix. You know, I'm 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 game. Following that, we got Zelina and Carmella. Uh, Zelina blamed Carmella, Queen Zelina, excuse me, Queen Zelina. Uh, I would have loved to get an interaction with her and Queen Charmel, um, unless I missed something on socials, because I, I don't believe they did anything on SmackDown or at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I feel like yesterday probably would have been the last opportunity to do something like that with uh especially with queen charmel having been the queen during king booker during 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 booker t's king booker run and then you know you got queen Zelina obviously winning the uh queen's crown uh tournament uh to become the first uh queen's crown winner aka uh queen of the ring uh at least in wwe in recent memory um, as far as having that tournament highlighted like the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, we got the Usos. Uh, oh, well, yeah, Zelina. Carmella makes the dig about uh, Zelina, that Queen Zelina would have been the uh, the bridesmaid or the maid of honor, excuse me. Uh, but now she's going to be the flower girl for the wedding. Uh, I don't recall seeing Zelina, Queen Zelina in any of the uh, the pictures that were posted from the wedding. Uh, so I'm not sure if she was there or not, or if that was like an intentional thing uh, that they did, uh, where uh, at least from what I saw, uh, Queen Zelina was not, uh, or Thea Trinidad was not visible at the uh, wedding of Carmela and Corey. Uh, obviously, uh she tried to get Corey to protect her. Uh, Queen Zelina like pulls her off of Corey's lap, um, and then you know she kind of backs off. And then you know Corey puts her in the chair and tells her, "Hey, we're getting married in a few days." And you know they do their makeout thing, and you know it is what it is. But yeah, now we get the Usos. So we got the Usos, and uh, they're in the back with, with Austin Theory. And they're, uh, I guess you can say they're gaslighting him uh, or like reverse psychology, using reverse psychology on him about his performance at WrestleMania, about Vince McMahon being disappointed in him and things of that nature. Like, how could you lose to a former NFL punter? 
Like they made they made they made sure they called him a punter instead of an ex NFL player uh, to really dig in at Austin Theory. Uh, so we get the six man of uh, Usos Theory against the Royal Tag Team Champions. Uh, I I don't know why I always try to say rated RK bro or Team RK bro, but it's just RK bro. I love the snakes at the beginning, like the Randy snake, and then you get the uh, the riddle snake, and the Randy snake keeps trying to bite the riddle snake. You know, it's just a little interesting presentation. Um, the WWE presentation is, is definitely top-notch. Um, but, yeah, they team with uh, the U.S. champ, Finn Balor. Obviously, Balor and Theory have had a thing off and on that was going on for uh, that was going on, and Finn Balor's the United States champion. Uh, this could potentially be Theory's first title win in WWE. Uh, he wasn't anywhere, to my, as far as my memory recalls, anywhere near sniffing, um, being involved in the uh, North American or NXT title pictures or the NXT tag title picture uh, with Gargano. He, I don't believe he even got any type of title shots uh, while he was down in NXT. Now, he was uh, one of the last Evolve champions. That's when I first got wind of him. Um, and then I remember him losing the, losing the title and, you know, making his way over to uh, NXT. Uh, so, and the, well, then obviously you also had him inside the Elimination Chamber for the, for the, for the WWE title. And then he was the uh, surprise, he was the mystery opponent at the MSG show for Brock Lesnar. Um after Lesnar won the WW, after Lesnar won the Elimination Chamber, um, Usos in theory did pick up the victory, so one is led to believe that uh, this could be the, the 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 next program. Obviously, for Austin Theory, uh, him and Finn Balor fighting over the United States title could be as early as WrestleMania Backlash. And now we come to Edge and Damian Priest. AJ Styles. Edge and Priest cut the promo. Uh, and yeah, you know, well, Edge comes out first, introduces Priest. Priest comes out. Priest says his piece as to why he joined them. Uh, we get the, you know, the seed. They, they show, you know, what happened in NXT. Uh, Edge, obviously, uh, meeting everybody backstage last year. Uh, some people were saying oh, it was a couple of months ago or something like that. And it's like, no, that it was a year ago. It was a year ago because Edge won the Royal Rumble and it was before WrestleMania. So, yeah, that there that long term booking, as the public enemies would say, the, the P.E. three shout outs to them uh, for the long term booking. Uh, people were trying to say Priest looked weak in this because when A.J. came out, uh, Priest tried to cut him off, tried to head him off at the pass. Um, on the ramp, on the highway, uh, but AJ was able to, you know, fend them off and, and get in there with Edge, uh, and then, uh, and, but, like, my thing is it ended with Priest stomping out AJ in the corner, so, yeah, there's that, uh, so I don't know why people really, I don't know why people were saying how, how Priest wasn't used correctly in that they talk about the first part, but they don't, they don't talk about the second part, um, Street Profits and Alpha Academy, uh, they would go ahead and, and have their their match. 
Uh, they start fighting before the match. Things go crazy. Adam Pierce comes out, says, hey, we're in Texas. We're going to go ahead and make this a Texas tornado. Uh, it was definitely a fun match to to watch. Probably um, from what I remember of the different matches, that was probably the, 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 the match that I was most engaged with, uh, with the Texas tornado rules. Uh, we got the splash, uh, the, the the frog splash through the table. Uh, it's not something that WWE does often, but when they do it, you kind of want to pay attention to it. It's not, you know, as bloody like like you might see somebody get busted open or get cut open um, unintentionally for the most part in, in WWE. Um, I don't believe this particular match had that, but I I, I do recall uh, in NXT, the, uh, which we'll get to uh, in, a, in a minute, in a, in a second. Um, so, cause I'm not really the biggest fan of blood, but there are certain matches, which we'll get to toward the end of the show where it makes sense. So, you know, it's kind of like bleeding for the sake of bleeding to me. It's kind of like, ah, now if you bleed in the process of the match, things happen. Hopefully it's not something where you get busted open like how Joey Mercury did. Uh, I believe when Eminem went against uh, the Hardys in a ladder match, I believe I believe it was a ladder match. But I, I definitely know it was a ladder spot. Uh, it was like a seesaw ladder spot. And um, Joey Mercury, you know, got his, like, face busted. Like, something, like, serious. So, like, other than that, you know, I'm cool on the blood. Again, like I said, there are certain times like when used properly where it can elevate a match, um, which that did happen this week. So shout outs when when we get to that part. Uh, We go to the end. Roman Reigns comes out. He talks about, you know, smashing Brock Lesnar. Um, He's out there. Usos are out there. Why is the wise man? Paul Heyman is out there. They talk about everything um, being elevated since um, since Roman's been on God mode and since he came back, like how the ratings went up, the money went up, attendance went up, you know, you know, everything to big up uh, greatness on a greatness on a different level, I believe is what it stands for, uh, God mode. And then he tells everybody to watch SmackDown. So <laughs> apparently everybody did, at least based off the number that I saw, uh, because the raw rating came in at 2.1 million. Uh, the demo, the all important demo was a 0.63 for the eight. What was it? 18 to 40 or 18 to 30, 18 to 49, I believe is the one that, that they mostly key in at. And I get it, but I mean, ultimately it's like, eh, 2.1 million people watch the show, like based off whatever, however the Nelson ratings get calculated, because I know I don't have a Nelson box. I think I might have got one like thing from Nielsen when I had YouTube TV um, not too long ago. I got something in the mail from 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 the Nielsen rating board or whatever, they, whatever it's called. Uh, but I didn't really take a look uh, too much into it to see what to see what it was in reference to. 
so that was the only time that anything Nielsen related was inside my household. Um, but yeah, that, that was raw. Um, now we get to probably the fun part for me. A lot of people don't really, um, put too much stock into it. Uh, NXT or, you know, NXT 2.0. We got Braun coming out to start the show. He talks about, you know, WrestleMania weekend and losing to Dolph at uh, Stand and Deliver. But going into WrestleMania and in and the events of WrestleMania, name dropping, um, a lot of the, uh, the, the the people that were there, Stone Cold, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, like like he just listed off, like, you know, certain like a lot of people. And uh, being able to see that, it motivated him to not leave Dallas without his NXT championship, which obviously from, you know, Raw, he was able to defeat Dolph Ziggler uh, and uh, bring the title back home to NXT, you know? So, you know, that was a good look. Then Gunther comes out, you know, obviously the name change. A lot of people complained about the name change, which, you know, not going to touch on it too much, but there is, uh, there are some other name changes later, later on in the show. Um, that, you know, people are still complaining about, uh, which obviously the other one name change, which is not really a name change, is like more of a gimmick change was, you know, Elias. Um, uh, wait, what am I saying? That's not Elias. That's that's Ezekiel. That's Elias's little brother. Um, but yeah, then uh, the Creeds come out. You know, we went to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. You see the Creeds and Imperium were fighting. Uh and we're in the match is already in progress. Uh, uh, Marcel Barthel uh, looks like he got he got cut or busted open or however you want to word it uh, on on the side of his face. Uh, looks like they want to go for a tag team move on the outside, but instead of doing the the drop kick, uh, Fabian Eichner just jogs off, walks away. And uh, Barthel wants to know where he's going, but, you know, he keeps going. And uh, the Creeds pick up the win. Um, then uh, the guys that assaulted them in the parking lot with the accent, they assault them and attack them in the ring from behind with chairs. They take off their hoods, and it's pretty deadly. Now, they also had name changes as well. Uh Similar to War Machine, but just the individual names uh, where War Machine went to be the War Raiders and then they became the the Viking experience and then finally settled on Viking Raiders. Uh, and, and, And both their names changed when they went from NXT, like their individual names changed when they went from NXT to WWE. But for Pretty Deadly, they kept the tag, they kept their tag name. Um, I can't, I think one is Kit Wilson and the other one might be Preston something. I, I can't recall his name. Um, that's something that I, I, I should have put the note as to, as to what their, what their names are now. Uh, but all I can say is yes, boy, because, you know, I'm an avid watcher for the most part, uh, for better or worse, uh, as far as my timing. Uh, for NXT UK, like I, I, I try, I know it comes on about 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, which is my time. 
uh, and typically I'll watch it around six o'clock or like somewhere between six or eight. At some point, I dedicate an hour on Thursday uh, if I don't have anything else going on to watch it right then and there or I watch it over the weekend. Um, I know if I don't watch it over the weekend, it, I, I'll probably end up missing that that particular week's episode. But for the most part, between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. is usually when I is usually when I when I go into the, my Peacock app and and, and, uh, and watch NXT UK. Um, so seeing them officially uh, make the jump over to NXT uh, 2.0, not sure if it's going to be something where they still uh, do tapings. Uh, with NXT UK or or do events with uh, NXT UK. But right now, it looks like they're they're going to be uh, over here in the States, uh, you know, for a good while, um, especially with with the few with the creeds and the way they debuted. I feel like they they want to make pretty deadly a big deal. Uh, we got Toxic Attraction interviewed in the back. Uh, Mandy talks about. Um, not calling them former tag champions for long because they're winning the titles back tonight. Uh, she talks about uh, how she's going to continue to uh, be be the be the uh, the singles champ in the women's division. Um, at the outset, I really felt feel like the uh, Cody and Raquel were going to retain because obviously when they were awarded the titles after winning the first woman's dusty cup and then getting screwed out of the wwe women's tag team titles they got awarded the nxt women's tag team titles and then they ended up losing them the same night to uh ember and shotzi so i was thinking there's no way that they lose again i figured that this time they would be able to have a successful uh, successful defense of the titles um but it didn't work out that way, which which we'll uh, discuss uh, in a moment. Um, Cameron Grimes comes out. Speaking of new champions, Cameron Grimes uh, won the ladder match, won the North American Championship. Uh, now, we do get an interruption. So we, we didn't get any interruptions on Raw, but we got the two interruptions uh, here on uh, NXT with Gunther challenging Braun. That's, you know, the main event. And then we got Solo Sokoa, Young Oose. You know, he, he challenged uh, Cameron Grimes uh, for the North American Championship. So they agreed to it. We find out later on that that match is happening next week. Uh, we get a quick preview of Last Legend versus Nikita Lyons. Uh, then we get Joe Gacy and Harlan. Uh, that... Uh, goes into Draco Anthony watching them, watching the promo. And Zion Quinn comes in. They have a beef. So it uh, looks like uh, Draco could potentially join Gacy and Harlan. Um, but he's probably going to be doing something or at least at minimum having a match with Zion within the next couple of weeks. Uh, we go from there. We go to Index and Dooja, the Index Dooja. Dooja, uh, um, recap that leads to the Dexter versus Duke match. Uh, ended in a double count out. The crowd was chanting that was stupid, but from what I can tell, 
it was a perfect way to keep that feud going where you had both of them on the outside and their respective women uh, trying to pull on them to, for them to get the advantage. Ends up leading to all four of them on the floor, you know, and kind of in a situation. But, you know, nothing further happened there because they cut to the back. And uh, we got a Tiffany Stratton interview talking about Saray. So, like, if you haven't noticed, there's a lot going on with the women in NXT compared to, you know, what they do over there in AEW, which I feel like they're showing the women more, but they still haven't reached the point to where they're being featured. I feel like they're being put, they're getting squished too far together, whereas there will be a lot of women segments uh, in NXT, but there does tend to be some spacing. A lot of this this week, though, felt a little more meshed together. Like you had the Toxic Attraction uh, interview, and then you had the Cameron Grimes uh, uh, solo challenging Cameron. We got the look at Lash versus Nikita, both of them getting ready for the match tonight. Then we got Gacy and Harlan. We got Draco and Zion. Then we got Index and Duja along with the along with the match. And then we got Tiffany Stratton's interview about Saray. And then we go to Dakota and Raquel talking about the women's tag match uh, and about that they're going to go ahead and retain. Uh, we go into the match. They end up losing, um, which we find out later why they lost um, with the, the, the Raquel news. So that, that was... Uh, interesting uh but i feel like toxic attraction isn't going to be long for those titles anyway because it looks like at least i'm one of the people that enjoyed the coda team with wendy chu so i feel like with wendy chu still being involved in that story that with them removing raquel they're going to team dakota and wendy back up and then this might finally be the, you know, where Dakota is able to actually get a defense or two or a few, get a decent run out of um, being the women's champions. I'm not sure how many more teams they're going to have for the women down in NXT. Uh, I feel like they have the potential to have some more teams, like maybe EO and Kaylee Ray. Uh, might decide to team up a, a little bit, a little, a, a little bit here and there, uh, until the whole thing of who goes after Mandy, you know, comes about, you know, see if that, that situation works itself out, uh, between now and whatever the next, uh, women's special is, even though we do get something later on that kind of, that, that ends up booking a, a women's, uh, title match for next week. Uh, so, so that was interesting to see as well. Uh, we got Gunther getting prepped. Um, Marcel Barthel is pissed off about Fabian Eichner walking out on the match. Gunther is like, hey, we don't need any more distractions. Uh, we're going to bring Honor back. Well, not Honor, but, you know, you know how, you know how Gunther, you know how Gunther give it up. The mat is sacred and, you know, he, he's, he's going to. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna beat, he's gonna beat Braun for the for the NXT title. So, so they have to focus on that. 
uh, from there, we get Tony D'Angelo. Uh, we get his uh, ceremony of him becoming the Don. Uh, a lot of people were trying to the crowd for some reason that NXT crowd. I, I feel they they have to get out of the performance center. Um, the, the, the crowd the crowd the crowd's getting kind of weird. Like they've they've been they've been weird in in spots, but I feel like now like with, with the the chance of wanting Dolph Ziggler. Obviously, you had the, the the other part of the crowd that that with the that that's that was staunch, like sub- trying to support the product. But you have people there, like especially it's a free show. Now it's one thing to cheer and boo, uh, you know, cheer and boo who you want and things of that nature. But being a free customer versus a paid customer, you know, is is kind of two different things. Uh, so it looks kind of it looks it looks more weird. Uh like with what the NXT crowd is doing versus what a what a main roster WWE crowd would do or what an AEW crowd would do in terms of cheering or booing for who they want, who they like and who they dislike. I feel the NXT crowd should dial that back a little bit. Um you know, but it is what it is. And um MSK was a big uh part of that. Uh so I kind of feel like uh, this is kind of touchy, you know, uh, to to really get into. But like, I know, like, their how the crowd was, their reception that they got while they were there, um, when they first showed up, and then it got better. But it feels like it's extended more to the rest of the show. Uh. Yeah, I think I'll probably do notes next week as well, at least to keep the order. But I'm probably just going to, like, highlight, like, the, the bigger stuff. Because I feel like um getting kind of long-winded here, especially being solo, no pun intended, on, on the show. Um, but, yeah, uh, MSK, they're the, the, new, they're the new tag team champions, uh, two-time champs. Uh, they get, uh, you know, um, Grayson Waller and Sanga interrupt them in their in their backstage interview, and and it looks like that that was going to be leading to a match, which that match was also booked um, for this coming Tuesday, and then we got the news that Nash Carter got released. Allegations came out from Kimberly about domestic abuse. Um, there was a lot that went into that on her end of uh, going back and forth. Uh, as far as like after MSK won the title, she was talking about how proud she was and this, that, and the third. And, you know, that's not my situation. I'm not involved in it. I'm not directly involved in it. Um, but obviously when you hear things about domestic abuse, the first thing you the first thing you do is you believe the you believe the accuser. And uh I was wondering what was going on, but Nash was still on shows. Uh and then obviously they got booked and won 
the uh, the NXT Tag Team Titles on Saturday, last last Saturday. So you go from Saturday to Tuesday of them showing up, getting booked for a match for the following Tuesday, and then I believe it. The I believe the news broke either Thursday or Friday, maybe. Maybe it was Thursday. I don't. I don't remember the exact day that it happened. Um, but yeah, he got released. Um, people are saying, and reports are coming out that it that it's not the abuse allegations uh, that led to the release, but instead it was the Hitler picture. Which uh, the backstory on that is that it was an old picture. Um, not saying he was right or wrong for taking the picture, like. Um, I know he was younger, to my knowledge, so it was a situation where uh, pretty much uh, Kimberly put that photo in her back pocket or, you know, kept it in her phone, and I'm not sure why um, she would have kept that, but she also mentioned, when she posted the picture, she also mentioned about him and his family I guess, having hate speech towards the LGBTQ community. I don't know all the letters beyond the Q, uh, so forgive me uh, if I don't include your letters in that statement that I just made. Obviously, uh, hate speech and things of that nature, that's touchy as well. Because uh, it feels like, from the outside looking in, like, I don't know her situation with Impact, I believe. I know the reports came out that said that she was no longer with Impact. At some point, she said that that wasn't true. Uh, Wesley's, Wesley, his partner, his wife, came out that Nash Carter was living with them, that he hasn't been with Kimberly, I guess, for months. Or I believe that that, that, that was the information that, that that was out there. And she was in full support of Nash. She stated something about him only going to one therapy session and that he's been trying to avoid her. And most, I believe, the I believe the divorce papers were sent recently. And far as I know, if I if the timeline was is correct, the divorce papers were sent probably between the time that she said she was proud and the time that she released the 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 Hitler photo and, and made mention of the hate speech. So that's one of them things where it's just like like she did also post a picture of her with a with a split with a with a busted lip or a split lip or something like that, which I mean my, I know my eyesight's not the greatest, and I'm not doubting that maybe th th that he did bust her lip or split her lip at some point when he hit her, and 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 telling her that she's a wrestler, so she should she should be used to scars and stuff like that. Like like the the story that she's given, definitely you want to support her in that. It, but there's like also a lot of contradictory stuff that other people have said or posted that are close to the situation, like like Wesley's wife, uh, but more so what she posted is kind of like you kind of some doubt some doubt gets into your head because 
Now you want to support, like like whether it's a man or a woman saying that they're they're getting like that that, that there's like a domestic issue. You you want to believe the person that 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 that's 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 that you want to believe the accuser, basically whether it's a man or a woman. Um, so, but then it it gets to a point where it's kind of like more information comes out. Like obviously we're not close to it social media, but social media is like so big that we're so now it's like the court of public opinion. Is it feels like is is what people are are like trying to win? Uh, I didn't expect to talk about this for as long as I did, but you know it 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 is it it affects the show. So that that that's probably why I'm talking about it more. Like uh, I probably wouldn't mention it if 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 it wasn't something that was related to uh, them being on the show, um, or I would mention it, but it would be like just like a a piece of news. Uh, so, I mean, that's probably something that's going to play out more, even with him no longer being in NXT. Um, not sure if there, there would be an opportunity maybe down the line once this all shakes out, if he's proven innocent or, or at minimum, if he's proven not guilty, if, uh, we, we, we'd see him back in WWE, um, the only thing WWE said about the situation was that Nash uh, I don't even think they I don't recall them even mentioning him getting released. Uh I know like the other reporters, the insiders, like I believe Sean Ross Sapp was was the first one to come with the information that that Nash Carter got released. Um a lot I know a lot of people follow him with with Fightful and Fightful Select. Um but yeah, uh it's like what's going to happen with Wesley? A lot of people were saying that he could be somebody that they can put in there with the North American, uh, the North American title scene. Uh, I want to see him go one on one with Carmelo Hayes. That that's me. Like I wasn't even thinking of that. Um, but but I do remember his singles run in Impact as well as his time in Lucha Underground as Desmond X in uh, Desmond X in Lucha Underground and Desmond Xavier in Impact. Um, before before the uh, rascals were uh, uh, put together on screen on Impact uh, with Dez and Wentz, and then obviously Trey Miguel. Uh, so it's like, what's the possibility of Trey Miguel actually making the jump? Like it was rumored that he was going to jump with MSK to NXT previously, and then you also have Myron Reed out there. Uh, but I don't think with them. I mean, well, they're probably, they they they're probably contracted elsewhere with Trey Miguel and Impact and uh, Myron Reed and MLW, so probably wasn't a situation where they can get them, or who knows if they're interested in coming into NXT uh, to team with Wesley, especially with how fresh this situation is. So you never know what's going on with you know that. That that's that's probably another reason besides contractual that they didn't just have either one of them, you know, make the jump over or put Wesley with another partner um, to 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 defend the titles this coming Tuesday. Uh, I imagine, I guess, Grayson Waller's not as injured as uh, people feared uh, when he did the 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 elbow drop spot 
where he was going to elbow drop Carmelo Hayes uh, through the ladder. Uh, but instead, he went through the ladder himself. Uh, so, but do does is he still going to team with Sangha to go after the titles? Because I would imagine that since that match was booked, that whatever type of match they have, I would think that they would still be involved. Um, not sure if the Creeds or Pretty Deadly would still be involved, but as they mentioned in the uh, the beginning of the show, the original tag title match was supposed to be Imperium versus the Creeds. Obviously, we had uh, Fabian Eichner walk out on Marcel Barthel, so it was a question. Uh, Imperium's probably not going to be involved. Uh, we had uh, Jacket Time get attacked by Von Wagner, so you know, not sure if Jacket Time would be involved in that. Uh, so, I mean, you got we got you know grizzled young veterans there. Um, so it really it's really going to be interesting to see how many teams are involved in crowning the, the new tag team champions on on uh, Tuesday, and then you know seeing what's going to happen with Wesley as well. And then we get. Dakota Kai going crazy backstage. Uh, she gave Mandy Rose the warning that she's not safe. Uh, we found out that that match was also booked. A women's title match. Dakota Kai versus Mandy Rose. So I feel like that's going to go one of two ways. Uh, Dakota Kai wins the title or Mandy Rose retains. And that that. It's going to lead to Mandy and Wendy teaming back up and then Mandy and Wendy hopefully winning the NXT Women's Tag Titles. And then hopefully from there, Dakota Kai gets a proper reign as one half of the Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, so we'll see what goes with it, goes on with that. Uh, we got Lash Legend against Nikita Lions. I like this match. Uh, obviously Nikita Lyons is the one that they want to push. They still appear to want to do things here and there with Last Legend. And I feel like, um, the more we get to see her, we'll get a better feel for her as far as inside the ring. Um, I believe she hit a moonsault and I didn't really see anything wrong with it. Like I didn't, I didn't notice anything like really out of the ordinary. Like she probably didn't land it as flush as she wanted to, uh, but she executed it in a way to where it still looked good, but the crowd was saying that she effed up. Um, that yeah, that crowd, that crowd needs help. Um, besides not traveling, which it didn't really affect them before the pandemic, because they were still giving AEW a run for their money. They, they, they were winning and beating AEW in certain weeks, uh, prior to the pandemic. Um, and then AEW kind of took a, outside of a few times here and there, AEW kind of like, you know, took took control of the quote-unquote Wednesday Night War uh, prior to NXT moving to Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, Nikita Lyons picked up the win. It did appear, it looked like 
Lash Legend was going to leave the ring after the match ended, but the ref instructed her to wait in the corner or sit in the corner. Um, so I'm not sure if there was something like injury related um, with that. Uh, but then they cut away from they cut away from it. I thought maybe Nikita would say something or that the two would shake hands or something like that, but that never came to fruition. Uh, hopefully, Last Legend is okay. I didn't notice anything from what I saw, but I did notice where the ref had uh, Last Legend sit in the corner. Um, as far as I could tell, I didn't see any information come out about anything in regards to Last Legend. So um, hopefully, she is okay. Uh, we then get Tony D'Angelo and uh, I forgot the guy's name. I can't believe I forgot the guy's name, but um, they're leaving the show. Um, they get stopped by Legato. Santos congratulates uh, Tony D uh, on becoming the Don. Uh, he says as long as... Uh, he keeps his bit. He keeps his business out of Santos and Legato's business. You know everything will be fine. Uh, so that that feels like that's teasing uh, a Santos Tony feud, or at minimum a, a Santos and Tony match. Uh, and you know I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we got Braun versus Gunther. Uh, we did get the uh, flashback of, you know, the Von Wagner jacket time situation. Uh, looks like we're we're going toward a Von Wagner Kushida match. Uh, then, like, we got the three title matches announced: the uh, North American title, the women's title, and the men's tag titles. Obviously, that match changed um, following the airing of the show. With, uh, you know, obviously the announcement of the vacated titles and, you know, that a new champion, uh, new champs would be crowned. So they're still going to have a tag title match. Uh, Braun and Gunther, they went at it. And Braun picked up the win. So I was fearing that it was going to be a situation where Braun still has to learn how to be the champion. And, you know, him accepting the challenge and, 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 and wanting the match to happen that night. So I, I was like, you know, Gunther, obviously the word, I don't remember if the word came out prior to NXT or if it was after NXT about Gunther going up to the main roster or going up to SmackDown. Um, so, you know, we do see why that that happened. So that that was another interesting tidbit there. And then we get the reveal of uh, Gacy and Harlan. Uh, well, we see Rick Steiner first. He congratulates his son on retaining, winning the title back, retaining the title. And then we see Gacy and Harlan have kidnapped the dog-faced gremlin. And that's where NXT ended. Uh, NXT comes out with a rating of, you know, their usual 600K. Uh, at least in that Tuesday 8 o'clock spot when they air on USA, uh, 631K. The demo is still low to me, but again, like I said, I'm not a demo guy. Uh, one, uh, excuse me, point fourteen was, was the 18 to 49 demo. And it's like, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
NXT has uh, transitioned, I guess, from being the competitive third brand that with the, the talent that they had and the spotlight that they were given and being able to have their own pay-per-views uh, back during the TakeOver era um, and having the, the and having the specials that they had and going up against AEW. So it was kind of like, okay, uh, we need to elevate NXT and make it, you know, an official third brand, which that's what they were for a while. Uh, but now they've gone back more so to their uh, to their developmental roots and, and putting more of a focus on that aspect of uh, NXT. Um, even during the wars, they really didn't have the demo. You know, for better or worse, for whatever it's worth, you know, that, that was that. And then we had... Excuse me. And then we head to what Tony Khan announced as a pay-per-view quality card for AEW Dynamite. So, this, had he not said that, I would have probably rated the show higher than, than you know, my opinion of it. Um, but when you say, and, and then it was regurgitated. See, it's one thing for him to say it online and the people that follow online, you know, pick up on it. And it's like, you know, but then when the commentary team makes mention of it on air, it kind of changes how you look at the show. Um, matter of fact, let's look at what was what was already announced for the show. Uh, for a pay-per-view quality card. Adam Cole versus Christian. Okay. That sounds like it It, it, it could be on a pay-per-view. Both these guys debuted on pay-per-views. That makes sense. We all know Christian's history. We all know Adam Cole's history. That sounds like a pay-per-view match. Samoa Joe versus Max Caster. Not so much. But the caveat there was this is an Owen Hart Foundation Memorial Tournament qualifying match. So maybe that does make it onto a pay-per-view. Or in the case of AEW... It makes it onto their kickoff show, their pre-show, which, you know, the buy-in, you know, that potentially, you know, if that was something like Owen Hart tournament related, okay, that might make the pay-per-view, even the main card. Um, But just without that part, no. Samoa Joe versus Nice Caster is not a pay-per-view match, but they got the caveat there that, that this was, you know, Owen Hart qualifier, so I'll give that match a pass. The chairman, Sean Spears, versus Captain Sean Dean. 
pay-per-view quality? When was the last time that Sean Spears was even on pay-per-view or on TV in an actual match? I'll wait. When was the last time Captain Sean Dean was on TV? He's never been in a paper, an AEW pay-per-view match. His last match on TV, he won by disqualification because CM Punk hit him with a GTS. So no way, no how is that a pay-per-view quality match. Let's see, uh, going a little further down, because it, it takes a while to get to the next match. Tables match. Hardy Boys versus Butcher and Blade. The Butcher and the Blade. Okay. That could potentially be a pay-per-view match. Adding in the tables, adding in the history of Hardy Family Office, Andrade Hardy Family Office, and now Andrade Family Office. Okay, yeah, I I'll give you that. Kakura Shida versus Julia Hart. This one, even with the Owen Hart qualifying uh, caveat, no. Shida versus Hart is not a pay-per-view match. Matter of fact, they only have one or two women's matches on the card, or now that they have the TBS title, three by putting one on the pre on 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 the pre-show on on the buy-in, where usually it's it's one woman's the woman's title match is usually the only woman's match on an AEW pay-per-view, and then if you're lucky, you get another woman another woman's match during the buy-in. So now with the TBS title, now you had the TBS title and the women's title both getting defended back at Revolution on the main card, and then you had the. Uh, you had Layla Hirsch versus uh, Chris Statlander was on the buy-in. So you had three women's matches on, on the pay-per-view. So that was like the first time where they really did something with the women um, on, on, on pay-per-view besides maybe a women's casino uh, royale uh, where they had that plus the, the, the women's title match. Uh, but other than that, we never really saw the women get, you know, spotlighted like that. But yeah, Sheeta versus Hart, no, not a pay-per-view caliber match. FTR Bucks, all right, I'll give you that one. That one, definite, definitely pay-per-view quality. Um, But yeah, now going back through the show, you know, Adam Cole beat Christian, you know, good match. Not, nothing really much to write home about except, you know, the elongated time where they were outside the ring. But I'm going to do my best not to nitpick on that anymore because, you know, that's that's how AEW operates. I'm kind of getting used to that. Um, I do see where the refs do attempt to try to count and then, you know, things happen. Because he counted to two, like the, 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 the part that I'm talking about. Because I actually hit fast forward, uh, like 15 seconds forward, the 15 seconds forward on the video two times. And they were still outside the ring. And then I, I was like, wait a minute. So I like this also goes through the the picture and picture break, which depending on uh, where you're watching, 
sometimes you don't get the picture in picture. You'll actually still see the full events of what's going on. And the ref does count to two. And then um, Cole throw, hit, uh, sends, I want to say, I believe he sent Christian into the ring steps. So the ref stopped the count and checks on Christian and motions for Adam Cole to stay back. Um, so I'm not sure if that was planned or if he thought that he, or if he just felt he needed to check on Christian to make sure Christian was okay. Uh, but I don't recall him ever continuing the, 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 the count. Now, to my knowledge, AEW has a 10 count outside the ring. I'll even give them the benefit of the doubt of a 20 count, which I know ROH has a 20 count, and I believe New Japan Pro Wrestling has a 20 count. So if they changed it to 20, then eh, they might have a little bit more wiggle room as far as being outside the ring. So that was really like the only thing where I was just like, uh, uh, besides the spit, which uh, that's just a personal thing of mine. Like, I don't like people getting spit on. It's uh, it's, it's cringe. Um, but yeah, uh, Adam Cole picked up the win. Red Dragon comes out. Red Dragon attacks uh, Christian as well. Uh, that brought out Jurassic Express. Uh, they fight off with Red Dragon. Christian walks off. Uh, not sure if that's like going to be a storyline deal um, or anything like that. Uh, Everybody's kind of waiting for Christian to go heel by turning on Jungle Boy. Um, So maybe that's probably the first seed where they were fighting and instead of him going back to fight Adam Cole, he kind of just walked off. Uh, But yeah, Cole was in the ring. Adam Page comes out. Uh, Cole calls for his music to get cut. Uh, And then Page snatches the mic yeah, yeah, Cole says he's not fighting him unless he puts the title on the line. Page snatches the mic, pushes, you know, Cole around here and there during the whole thing. Tells him, hey, you, if you want to match, uh, Rampage is going to be live next week. Uh, and they're going to be back in Texas. Uh, and he challenges him to a Texas death match. Now, I do recall, there might have been more, but I recall two Texas death matches in AEW on, on Dynamite or on AEW television. And that was Moxley and Archer for the New Japan uh, United States title. Uh, Unless I missed something, I believe they still followed the rules because I guess because, well, probably more so because it was uh, under the New Japan banner. Um, As far as because their title was on the line. So maybe they had to uh, adhere to the rules that I believe that's the way they did it. They they are and ruled to the to the to the New Japan rules or whatever. So, you know that was that. But then the match between Hangman and Archer, to me, from what I can, from my recollection, my memory, there were no pinfalls or submissions prior to the ten count. So they essentially had a last man standing match is is what they basically had um, when they wrestled for the the uh, the world title so that was something else that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about the show uh 
hopefully this time they adhere to the to the Texas deathmatch uh, Texas deathmatch uh, rules uh, to where you you needed to get the pin or submission first and then the ref would do a 10 count on your opponent if your opponent doesn't get up the match is over if your opponent gets it does get up then you know obviously the match is going to continue uh, we got uh, the, the the highlights of uh, Jay Lethal at ROH, along with Samoa Joe's debut at ROH. Uh, that led to Samoa Joe versus Max Caster. Uh, Samoa Joe picked up the win. He hit the smutty dance on him. Uh, that's probably, you know, the highlight of that match for me. Uh, people were praising uh, Max Caster's rap. I still feel like Max Caster is a trash rapper. Um, this might have been one of his better ones, despite the things that he did say. Because um, he he was he's pretty much he said he was main event Max, and that and and you know he made light of you know Samoa Joe being in the X division. He talked about him being injury prone. And then he said that AEW beat NXT in the ratings when Samoa Joe was champion. That is incorrect. AEW Dynamite started, started October 2019. Adam Cole was the champion that summer. He, he beat Gargano at at a at a takeover if i recall correctly um going from the takeover he held the title among for like 13 months he lost the belt he lost the title to Keith Lee on night two of uh, Great American Bash. And then Keith Lee would proceed to drop it to Karrion Cross at a takeover. And then Cross vacated the belt, vacated the title due to his injury. And then Finn Balor won it. And then uh, Finn held it until stand and deliver and he lost it to carrying on night two of stand and deliver which was uh on a thursday like night one was on wednesday that went up against aw and nxt for you know obvious reasons picked up the victory there as far as the ratings on you know the final the final wednesday of the war um but yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I had hopes for Max Caster and them when uh, they first popped up and first got the contract, uh, the All Elite contract. But yeah, uh, I'm not feeling Max Caster. Um, and then we got Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. You know. They got a, they're going to have a present for Joe next week or this coming Wednesday. 
in regards to, um, you know, what's going on. Um, and then you had the, uh, so yeah, Samoa Joe is the first person to first, uh, on the men's side to qualify for the, um, for the tournament, for the Owen Hart tournament. So that was probably the best thing to come out of it. Um, was Samoa Joe doing a smutty dance. Uh, we go from there uh, to the Spears versus Sean Dean match, a wild war, lower pairs. You know how that goes down. Uh, security gets beat up until he finally gets grabbed. Uh, the distraction, Sean Spears did have a chance to win, but he pulled up. Uh, hmm. Excuse me, he pulled up uh, Sean Dean uh, when he went for the three. Uh, and then, you know, the whole thing with Warlow happens. Sean Dean rolls him up, gets the three, gets out of Dodge. Huh. Uh, we got best friends, uh, Willa Yuta. He wants to be a part of Blackpool Combat Club. Chuck Taylor, it's like, hey, you can still be a great wrestler with us. Uh, Veretta doesn't uh, have that same sentiment. And, yeah. Might be time to end this already as far as, uh, as far as Warlow is concerned. I mean, excuse me, as far as um, best friends are concerned, like, it, it, it might be time. Uh, Sammy and Tay came out and did the 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 cue cards during the picture in picture. Lame as hell. Um, hopefully Scorpio Sky can get a decent reign and get some um, title defenses under his belt. No pun intended. Uh. We go, we see Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz attacking uh, the four members of the Jericho Association Society, not named Jake Hager, who pulled up the the uh, the, the car to um, to get them up out of there. So that was interesting that uh, Hager was not involved in the beatdown. Uh, there was a broken monitor that was hanging up. And they explained how the monitor got broken. You know, they actually, you know, you see Eddie Kingston throw the TV uh, after um, excuse me. Um, Like maybe he's training for another MMA fight. Who knows? Uh, We got Hook and Dan Housing like there was a the, the reporter uh, the reporter at AEW tried to uh, interview Hook Hook wasn't paying attention uh, Dan Housen pops out of a uh, out of a, a trash can still doesn't face Hook and they want Hook to be successful and he's pretty good at least in the aspects of you know, how he's getting his character off and, you know, having the ability to actually wrestle. Uh, 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when he faces tougher competition. Uh, but other than that, we had uh, Jade Cargill. And uh, she's still talking about number 30. Um, and then there was the baddie section. And as well as her talking about the... Um, the wannabe MMA fighters like Marina, Mar- Marina Shafir. Uh, uh, she calls herself the problem. Jade's the problem solver. Like this is to me, probably Paige's best uh, promo work. Uh, there was also the talk of her being tied. If I haven't, if I didn't mention it of her being tied up, the, the, the martial artists showing up, uh, to, to be in wrestling. Uh, so if that doesn't lead to a Jade Cargill versus um, versus Paige Van Zandt, then I don't want it. Uh, we got MJF and Spears backstage pissed off about the whole Wardlow thing. And then we got oh, excuse me, then we get um trying to think. Oh, MJF, yes, yeah, it's him versus Sean Spears. I mean, excuse me, Sean Dean next week. Um, coming off of that, uh, then we got the tables match. Um, tables match. It was weird. It it it, it was it was obviously no disqualification, but it was thought to be from the way the from the way they were pushing it was if uh somebody went through a table via an offensive maneuver, uh. I don't recall what day it was, but exactly. Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling the tables match. Um, they were saying it's uh, elimination, but it wasn't. Uh, Jeff Hardy got eliminated, and then Jeff Hardy did the swanton and, you know, put. Butcher, I believe it was. It was either, I forgot who it was, but they go through the table. Uh, Jeff Hardy puts them through the table, and the Hardy Boys win. But if this is an elimination match, then even if she shows up to NXT, um, I, I mean, even if you know, I don't know why I said NXT. Um, even if he did stay and remain uh, to help his partner, him being eliminated, it should have been Matt Hardy, like maybe do the leg drop off of the rope. I mean, off of the ladder. You don't even have to climb all the way to the top, and 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 and, and you could have did 
the you know to 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 get the elimination but instead jeff hardy does it and jeff hardy was already eliminated from the match uh also like the first table spot with the table being half up it was kind of like uh it's like okay you know whatever you say Andrade, Andrade came out at the end. Uh, Sting would then come out, and you know they they would hype up how the sides are even now. And I don't know about all that. Uh, we got we got uh, Christian and Jurassic Express backstage. Christian is frustrated, and you know. Uh, we get uh, uh, Jurassic Express challenging for the mm. my apologies. Uh, it's tough call, um, doing this on a phone and, uh, you know, got your phone ringing. But, yeah, uh, Sting came out and made the save. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Jurassic Express challenges Red Dragon to uh, to a title, to a tag title match. Uh, they talk about, I guess, Red Dragon's not in the top five because they made reference to them not being good enough to uh, get a title shot. Uh, so they said, well, why don't we uh, make the challenge to you guys and uh, we'll go ahead and put the titles on the line. Uh, so that's going to happen um, on uh, Wednesday um, as well. Uh, then we got the hype for uh, Thunder Rose and Nyla Rose for Battle of the Belts 2. Uh, we got Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, the first two women that qualified for the uh, Women's Owen. And, you know, they're going back and forth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we got uh, Julia Hart versus Hikaru Shida. You know, in my opinion, it was it, it was decent enough. Uh, decent enough. Um, decent enough match. Uh, obviously, you know, Storm and Hater you know, got interviewed right before it, and yeah, I mean, depending on the parents, it should be a good to great tournament uh, on both the men's and women's side. Uh, Swerve, Swerve Strickland, you know, he got interviewed, uh, he goes to walk off, and you know, ends up getting jumped by the... Uh, Like, it's just one of those type of deals. Um, oh, yeah, he got, he got jumped by, by Starks and Hobbs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so so that happened. And uh, we find out more on that uh, on Rampage. Uh, then we got some matches that were booked for the for the next week. 
um, over the, you know, once, uh, once, you know, rest, once AW, once Rampage, yeah, Rampage, yeah, so, uh, we're finally getting this feud on Dynamite, on, on, as far as, like, like, an in-ring, you know, match, uh, for, to swerve. So, you know, that's cool. We're, we're actually going to be able to see him on Wednesday in, in, instead of um, instead of on Friday. And then we ended the show with, you know, um, FTR and the Bucks. It was interesting that both of FTR's titles were on the line. I'm definitely glad that they were able to retain. And uh, yeah, they 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 did a decent enough number, at least in my eyes. But with all the bragging that went on, um, everybody expected them to be about about NXT cutting into their their viewership uh, back during the wars. But yeah, they 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 came in at under. They came in at under a million again. Uh, 989 or 87, 987,000 people. Yeah, 989,000. And then they did a demo of 0.38. Uh, Tony Khan, as per usual, uh, he flaunted the rating on um, social media. Talked about being one half of a billion dollar uh, doubleheader, which was the uh, the NBA games. Uh, funny enough, the NBA game that 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 was on during um, during Dynamite had a higher viewership as well as a higher demo, and then it kind of started. Uh, Like the people were saying that that it was going to be above a million, being that NXT was no longer a, a, a problem. Um, but I mean, I guess it is what it is, um, because you know, more people have not come to this show. Um, So, you know, I, I can't really call it. Like, you know, the whole bots thing with, with Tony prior to Rampage. Uh, but before we get to that and before we get to SmackDown, I uh, just want to give a quick rundown of NXT UK. Uh, Primate beat Wild Boar um, with help from, you know, with help from Symbiosis. Uh, Eddie Dennis and uh, T-Bone. Uh, he was he used to team with Primate uh, as a member of the Hunt. Uh, then they, I believe, became Symbiosis. And then Wild Boar got hurt or get, ends up getting kicked out and gets replaced with T-Bone. Or they didn't have the name Symbiosis, but they were with Eddie Dennis, uh, the Hunt was. 
uh, Mark Andrews made his return to help Wild Boar with when they did the whole storyline with uh, uh, Southwell Social Club and uh, I mean yeah sub subculture yeah uh, subculture was is the name of it which that's what they go by now they just go by subculture uh, him Danny Luna and um, Flash Morgan Webster but uh, I was thinking that he would come out as well but he didn't so as of right now it looks like we're gonna probably get some tag matches set up uh, in that regard or a possible six man depending on the um, depending on Flash Morgan Webster uh, we got Gradwell finding uh, maggots and he he's thinking it's the cockroach Kenny uh, Kenny Williams but you know it was what it was. Uh, um, D familiar, you know they're having their usual conversations. We're gonna get Charlie Dempsey versus uh, Wolfgang, and then we also had. A-Kid, A-Kid and Tioman are going to be wrestling. So that was another tidbit um, that I found interesting as far as NXT UK goes. Uh, definitely Be Familia is, is one of those teams to watch uh, or one of those stables to watch. Uh, we got Mastiff and Stars in the gym along with Gallus, uh, the Coffee Brothers this time, this go around. Um, Joe doesn't like how things are going. And uh, that's another match that got booked. Uh, I believe it's for this coming Thursday show. Uh, Charlie Dempsey did pick up the victory. And then we had um, yeah, Charlie Dempsey beat Wolfgang. I really like Charlie Dempsey. Like his like aside from him being William Regal's son, I feel like 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 he's that guy. Like I'm not sure how far they will have him go. Um, but I feel like he will be the one at minimum to defeat Ilya uh, for the um, for the NXT UK title. Uh, Mako, she uh, wants a face to face with Isla Dawn because Isla Dawn stole the uh, women's. Um, Yeah, she wants to go face-to-face -face with, with Isla Dawn. Uh, so it looks like they're going to be setting up another match between those two. Uh, 
someone left a note for Kenny for Kenny Williams. Uh, was it Gradwell? But it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was Gradwell. It, it, it feels like it, it was somebody else um, that left the note for uh, for Kenny Williams. Uh, we got Zaya and Eliza Alexander. Uh, I guess I missed this match um, on a previous episode. Zaya Brookside versus Amel. Oh, okay. No problem. Uh, I, was, I was wondering about that. Uh, so it may or may not be Kenny Williams. Uh, yeah, Eliza helped. Uh, Zaya helped Zaya beat the the agreement. Uh, let's see. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Uh, oh yeah, the tag title match was announced for two weeks from now, or two weeks from Thursday, this, uh, Thursday, from Thursday, and they, um, they, uh, it's gonna be two out of three falls, much less mountain against the hottest tag team under the sun, uh, Oliver, Oliver Carter and, and, uh, Ashton Smith, Ashton Smith. Uh, so, you know, that should be, a, you know, one of the better matches, uh, on the weekly NXT UK show. Um, but yeah, we're going to get the, uh, the tag match, um, there as well with the, uh, um, going up against, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, two out of three falls, uh, for that one, uh, we got, um, yeah, but then we ended the show, we ended the show, uh, you know, well, first off, Wolfgang confronts the Gallus, Gallus brothers, uh, well, the, the, uh, Coffee brothers, uh, his, his member, his partners in Gallus. And, um, they may be teasing, it feels like they're teasing a split where, where for, for Wolfgang to go off and do his own thing potentially. Uh, so that'd be another interesting thing to, uh, take a look at. And then Ilya Dragunov, uh, defeated Roderick Strong to, to retain the, uh, NXT UK championship. And, uh, I'm wondering if... Uh, Roddy will continue to do more NXT UK shows. Uh, and I definitely hope that it is. Because uh, that's just like... I really like that match. Um, uh, and, and after seeing that match, I would love nothing more than for Michael Bivens uh, to show up. And, um, yeah, I, I would love to see, 
uh, Michael Bivens accompany Roger Strong for a Heritage Cup match. Um, having him and uh, Shaw Samuels go back and forth about the betting odds and, and, and different things of that nature um, could be an interesting dynamic, even without... Um, even without having a corner, um, I don't know him. Uh, Roger Strong becoming the uh, excuse me, um, becoming the Heritage, Heritage Cup champion. Uh, so. That's definitely something that, that, that I would be interested in seeing if if um, Roger Strong sticks around NXT UK. Um, we're getting in. I'm, 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 I'm approaching two hours, so I'll just sum up uh, Friday's shows with uh, SmackDown. Definitely uh, got some things pushed forward. Uh, yesterday, we did get the official announcement that Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey will be wrestling in an I Quit match at WrestleMania Backlash for the SmackDown Women's title. Uh, the New Day versus the Fellas feud continued. Uh, Sami Zayn had some fun interaction with uh, Adam Pearce uh, backstage following the shenanigans that took place between him and Johnny Knoxville. Uh, it involved... Uh, a challenge where Sammy would fight the next person um, that walked through the door. That ended up being Drew. Uh, they had their match, and uh, Drew ends up winning by countout because Sammy wants nothing to do with it. Uh, also, backstage at that point, uh, there was a letter that was sent by Rhonda, uh, but uh, Adam Pearce said he could not meet with her at that moment. Um, uh, then we got the, the name change. Uh, Lug- Ludwig Kaiser uh, is um, Barthel's name. Gunther uh, destroyed Joe Alonzo. And then we got the Rachel Gonzalez Rodriguez uh, debut. And, you know, Los Lotharios want to give her a kiss. She shoes them away. And somewhere Braun Strowman is tipping over another truck. Uh, so, Raquel Rodriguez is now on SmackDown. Uh, Happy Corbin does happy talk. He wants Madcap Moss to tell him a joke. Uh, Madcap, who won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, is hype. But, uh, yeah. That, that was, that was interesting. Madcap Moss is over. Like, I don't know if he's gonna, if that over is gonna sustain, but in that particular moment, he was over. Uh, Jinder Mahal goes to Pierce. He wants Ricochet out of witness protection. 
so that Ricochet could defend the uh, the United States, uh, excuse me, the Intercontinental um, title. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? I'm trying to see. Oh, Lacey Evans. You know she cut her return promo. Um, I believe it's going to be a series of promos that she's going to be cutting before she actually redebuts. Uh, Liv beat uh, uh, beat Sasha Banks. Uh, I love the whole thing with Michael Cole uh, talking about uh, Sasha and Naomi being the first black women's tag team champions, and and pretty much she tells him to say it again, uh, which he obliges. And um, then we got Roman Reigns. And uh, Roman... Roman uh talks about you know what what's next for for him. Shinsuke comes out, and uh, looks like we're gonna be getting Roman versus Shinsuke. I'm definitely all for that. Uh, it makes sense being that Boogs got injured uh when he was Shinsuke's partner in their mat in their title in their tag title match against uh the Usos. Uh he also wants prior to that he also said he wants the Usos to go to Monday Night Raw and uh bring back the uh the Raw tag titles. Because uh, he has two belts and he feels like uh his cousins should also have two belts. Um. Yeah, I don't have really anything bad to say about SmackDown. Uh, we got Rampage, Danielson, and Beretta. You know, good, good match. You know, no, no complaints. Um, obviously, from Wednesday, you know. Beretta said, you know, for Wheeler, you to watch the match and, you know, that, that he was going to beat Danielson, this, that, and the third, which um, it ended up not happening. Uh, then we got um, Dan Housen and Hook, their little thing that's going on. Uh, Hook, Hook, Hook looked like he was listening to music. He never looked up at, at, the, at the reporter. Uh, he was chilling, eating his chips. He got up, and you know that was that with that. So uh, we'll 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 see what what takes place between Hook and Danhausen. Uh, Scorpio Sky, yes, Scorpio Sky. He comes out, talks about eliminating the open challenge aspect of the uh, TNT title. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, Ethan Page called Sammy and Tay a PR nightmare is waiting to happen. Um, the crowd apparently was booing Sammy and Tay, which 
I don't, I don't think, I don't really, yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of Sammy and Tay, but, you know, Scorpio Sky, uh, Dan Lambert, and uh, Eli Page, uh, excuse me, Ethan Page, you know, all did their thing. Um, no, we never did um, do anything as far as, uh, as far as any type of uh, triple guitar shots, uh, Eli, uh, Elias, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and I forgot the, uh, the third. Um, I don't know where that came from. That just randomly popped in my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the less of them that I see on my TV, the better. Um, I definitely want better for Scorpio Sky and now Ethan Page, especially after his uh, PR nightmare waiting to happen comment towards Sammy and Tay. Uh, Swerve BQT. Uh, Ricky Starks gets up. He He's one of the uh, commentators for Rampage. Uh, oh, wow, he took his bite off. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he gets up, he challenges, uh, Swerve, you know, Swerve and Lee versus Starks and Hobbs from, uh, from Starks' hometown of, of, of New Orleans, uh, for, for a tag match. So, you know, that, that was cool. Um, Red Velvet qualified for the Owen by beating Willow. The crowd was not happy about that. Uh... Velvet did say or post something like her motions and then what she said later on. Uh, basically, she's going hell. Uh, find it very interesting that out of all three, she is the one that has been showing, you know, what she can do um, in terms of what she's done here or uh, or elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it feels like uh, Red Velvet's gonna turn. Um, but yeah, you know, so we got that, and then we get to Yuta versus Moxley. Yuta was bleeding buckets. Um, not, I'm, I'm guessing it was a blade job because of that amount of blood, like. I mean, if that was like a real busted open the hard way moment, then I don't know what to tell you, but yeah. Willa Yuta is now a member of uh, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Like, he was putting up a fight against John Moxley. Um, and then every time it was thought that he was down, he would get out. And uh, yeah, so that's 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 pretty much it for you know the week in wrestling. Um, I was trying not to hit two hours, uh, so I'll probably do a little different format uh, next week to uh, hopefully cut down on the time. And, uh, yeah, this is Jerome. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram as well as Twitter 
at Jerome Says Word. And you can follow the pod on Twitter at Twitter, uh, excuse me, at uh, Word Exclaim, W-O-R-D-E-X-C-L-A-I-M. Uh, or you, you can also follow um, the Instagram, which is Word Exclaimed. W-O-R-D-E-X-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. And uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you were here live, like uh, like like Charlie here, um, I believe somebody else may or may not have come in uh, to the room while I was recording this. Uh, so, uh, Charlie, shout outs to you. If you're watching this after the show, uh, I'll most likely send the link out when I'm recording this next week. Uh, or I'll hopefully create a room in advance and, or, you know, schedule the, uh, schedule it. Like, I don't want to schedule it as of yet until I know, like, what my own personal window is, uh, to go ahead and and record the pod. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys want to talk about on Twitter? Go ahead, and, you know, you know, you can add me. You can add the uh, you can add the show's Twitter, and you know, we can have some more real uh, some more wrestling. Uh, excuse me, some more wrestling opinions with real discussions online. Uh, Jerome is out. Jerome says word. Peace.